you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. We have arrived at that time of year where we cannot possibly squeeze one more thing into our calendars. We have parties and programs and presents and packages and planning, so many things, so little time, and we often wonder if there's even enough hours in the day. Today, I'm so excited to share with you my conversation with Megan Sumrall. Megan is a time management and productivity expert, and she helps women take control of their calendars. Megan is also the host of the podcast, Work Life Harmony, and I love listening to all of her tips on time management and productivity. We all know that 2022 is just around the corner. What if you could take these next couple of weeks and decide what you want your business to look like and even start implementing some simple time management tasks to help you achieve those goals? Today, Megan is giving some very practical steps on how you can start finding that work-life harmony and guess what? You don't even have to wait until the Times Square ball drops. You can start today and set yourself up for a productive and fun new year. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. I cannot wait to dive in and chat about all things time management with you. So how are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is a real treat. I love it. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, and we'll talk a lot about it in the episode, but Megan is a fellow podcaster as well. So it's very exciting to, to be doing this with her. So will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, Megan, to start us off? Sure. So I live in Cary, North Carolina, just right outside of Raleigh. Um, my background actually was, I spent over 20 years in corporate in the tech space, um, serving as a software quality architect, just big fat nerd, uh, <laughs> math major, the whole nine yards. So, uh, my daughter is now 11 and she's, you know, battling the middle school woes and will come home and be like, mom, I feel like such a nerd. And I, I kind of feel like I'm to blame for that. Uh, she comes <laughs> from a long line of them. Uh, but now I serve full-time as a time management coach for women. So I am the CEO and founder of my company, and I have designed a completely proprietary planning system called the top program, uh, which stands for time management, organization, and productivity. And it is the number one time management system for women. But in between those two, I actually started my journey into entrepreneurship um, in the direct sales space. So that's why I'm really excited to be here today to really apply some of these time management tips to women in the, in the direct sales space, because if we're not careful, it can take over your whole life. It's so true. And I'm yeah. sure people listening are like, yeah, 
<laughs> that's yeah. I found, I found myself thinking that like, wow, this is taking a lot more time than I ever yes. had imagined, imagined it would. And we sign up to do direct sales because of the time freedom and being able to make our own schedules. But then that can creep into every area. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like that sudden. phrase of, you know, oh, you know, you can work from anywhere translates into you have to work from everywhere. Yes. And all of a sudden you realize like how to, I blinked and all of a sudden now, like literally at five minutes in carpool line, you're, you're, you're just, you find yourself feeling like you're plugged in all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I, I fell into that trap as well early on. Yes. Yes. And you are here to tell us how to get out of that, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so tell us how you got started in the direct sales industry. Well, it's funny because shoot, I'm, I'm old. So tw- maybe 25 plus years ago, like right out of college, was my first introduction to it. I was invited in my, um, it was actually in the apartment building I was in. They had a little get together and it was Pampered Chef. Uh, And this was way back. Like guys, there was, there were no cell phones. You didn't have a home computer Mm. with internet. Like this is way back. And I was brand new living on my own. And so I ran the numbers and I'm like, I could get all this stuff for my kitchen if I joined this company and I loved the stuff. So, and that was all strictly home party based. And then shortly thereafter, I moved to New York city and that did not translate well. Um, (laughs) but I always, I, I loved the industry, loved the idea of it. Um, and then many years later, uh, I am a, a, hobbyist crafter, uh, fell into the stamping up world, which I also loved and ended up joining that business more just as a hobbyist. And I'll be honest, I kind of had this feeling like I could never be successful at this. Mm. So I think I used excuses a lot to maybe prevent me from doing the work there. Uh, and over time that, you know, kind of expired, and then about, I guess it's been about eight years now. Um, I was, you know, my daughter was about three. I was juggling motherhood of a toddler and a full-time career still, uh, and had horrible skin, had always had really horrible skin. And a friend was like, I think I can help and introduce me to some skincare products that cleared up 30 years of acne. Um, and I thought, you know, what if, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I ended up joining that company eight years ago and for the first time ever said, this could be my ticket out. Cause I was really struggling with this tremendous lack of time freedom that I felt I needed as a mom. And I had this really pivotal day. We were trying to get my daughter into preschool and transitioning her there. She was three and she did not want to be in preschool. It was not a smooth transition. I got many phone calls mm. uh, of her and me needing to come get her. And I had this day where I had a really important presentation to give to kind of a C-suite group of our client. And 10 minutes before the presentation, the school calls and my husband's on travel and it's, you got to come now. Mm. And it was a horrible conversation with my boss. I felt you know, that guilt of motherhood and work. And I remember crying the whole way over to get her from school and coming home that night. And I'm like, something's got to give, this is not, this corporate world is not conducive to what I need as a mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's when I was like, well, maybe I'll take this business a little seriously and see what I can do with it. 
And in about two and a half years of growing that, I was able to leave corporate full-time. Um, now I did not replace a 22 year IT salary. <laughs> I always like to be very upfront with that, but it was enough that we as a family, um, could, could, you know, meet the difference there. And so I've been a believer of the industry ever since. Um, I then a couple of years ago took on a second company, which I love as well. And for me, it's like, if I love the product, and I'm going to use it anyway, and I'm going to tell people about it. Well, why not earn? I mean, it's no different than recommending the restaurant down the street. So that's kind of why, why I think it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, that story just broke my heart. Cause I know I've been there. Still almost makes me cry thinking, yes. I remember that day in the car. It was just, mm. oh, it's like, I'm going to get fired. I mean, mm. it's just it's like, what do you do? I had no, I had no family in town that could help. It was just, it was a very painful feeling of being stuck. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just, yeah. Like you said, it's just almost heartbreaking to hear that. Oh, but it really gave you that why behind, okay, yes, there's gotta be a different way that I can create income for my family, take care of my family, be in all the places at once, which will, you know, we never can be, but (laughs) no. And I, I discovered, it's interesting. I thought, I remember early on, even before becoming a mom, I always thought I wanted to be full-time at home. Mm -hmm. And even when my daughter was born, I kind of yearned for that. But I think what I was yearning for was the time freedom of not feeling that pressure. But I did learn over the first two years of her life, you know what? I like to work. It fills a need in me as a professional, as someone who's invested a lot of her life doing it. And it's an outlet for me that I enjoy. Um, And so I didn't want to step away from work completely. Um, And so that's another reason why I liked this. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of people resonate with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Megan, your area of expertise really is time management, which we have mentioned and finding that work-life harmony that we've always, that we're always chasing after. And you were very careful to say harmony instead of balance. So will you tell us what is the difference between harmony, work-life harmony and work-life balance? Yeah. I think most people are like, it's the same, but it actually isn't. So, and again, this probably ties back to my math roots a little bit, but whether you realize it or not, when you approach this idea of work-life balance, which is what most people are talking about balance. I like to think of it like those old scales, like with the two little, you know, dishes and you're, you're doing everything equally to balance it out. Well, I think most women don't even recognize that in this attempt for work-life balance, the way they're approaching it is by saying, I need to give everything my equal attention. And so that manifests itself in one of two ways. You are either constantly multitasking and not the good type because there is good multitasking, but I'm talking about the kind where you're trying to serve more than one role at one time. You're cooking dinner while you're trying to answer a text while you're helping a kid with your homework. And then your husband's like, did you hear me? And you're like, what? So you're trying to give everything your equal attention because you're trying to be balanced or you feel like every day and every week, you have to serve everything equally, meaning every day you've got to have the same amount of time for your family that you do for your work, that you do for all these other things. And so this quest of being balanced actually leads you to being completely overwhelmed. Whereas harmony, um, and I, I just came up with this analogy the other day that is resonating well with me, is think of it almost like an orchestra on the stage. When they play together, it's in perfect harmony. But Every instrument is not getting the equal attention all the time. 
You may have, you know, the violin in a solo for a really long time. And that's all that's playing. You even have certain pieces of music where certain instruments aren't playing at all. But at the end of the day, when it all works together, it's very harmonious. And so, you know, for me and how I apply that to time management, I have days or weeks where maybe I'm giving 80% to one part of my life and the rest only gets 20. And then at another phase of life, it shifts. But at the end of the day, week, month, year, all the important stuff is getting done, but I'm not feeling that constant push and pull. Mm, I love that. So have you always been a pro at finding this harmony in your life? I want to hear. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, and it's funny. I actually had my mom on my own podcast uh, earlier this year because everyone's like, oh, well, it's easy for you. You're naturally organized. I'm like, oh, friends, no, like, no. So they wanted me to prove it. So I brought my mom on and, uh, it opened with her saying, yes, I had a highly organized daughter only it is not this one. (laughs) (laughs) My oldest sister was, was very much. So I was a epic procrastinator, like borderline hoarder. Um, my mom said she was pretty sure she never saw me make a list in my life, uh, when I lived under her roof. So it did not come naturally to me. Um, but when I started in the it space, I ended up finding myself, you know, you kind of navigate your roles through life. Um, but I ended up in a position where I was the one who would come into these software organizations and look at the big picture for them and then help them put systems and processes in place to help bring their software to market better, faster, cheaper. And so over my career, I took every one of those traditional productivity courses out there. I mean, the, you know, all the Stephen Covey ones, the things through the Franklin, the Darren Hardy's, I mean, I've, I've done it all. And what's interesting is a lot of, I was able to apply a lot of those skills inside of corporate. And I was also able to apply them to my life before I got married and started a family because it was work and Megan and nothing else. And then I think two things happened. One, you know, as you get older, you start a family. I started a business, all of that. You're taking on more and more stuff. So now it's not these, Hey, I've got two silos and that's it. But then also technology, whew, while I love it, man, has it opened up a lot of really painful things for us. Cause you know, for me early in my career, I mean, I, it was a big deal the day I was issued a pager <laughs> and it was cause I, I was on the support team. So then if you got a page, you would literally go look for a payphone. Yes. Like put a quarter into call back the number. So when you left work, you left work. And when you went home at night and shut your doors, like no one was at you. And so what I've seen is a lot of these time management and productivity techniques that are out there from, you know, the, the original thought leaders in this space, one, 90% of them are men and two, they're, they've stayed stagnant and they haven't really addressed all of the nuances that are unique to us in our current state with technology. And so this is where I come in and say, we got to, we got to do this differently. And for me, it really started with, um, I'd say about a year after that painful car ride to go pick my daughter up, I was trying to build my direct sales business, you know, at that point, big enough to leave corporate. So I'm juggling that I'm juggling home. My daughter had a lot of, um, just sensory and anxiety issues. There was a lot of occupational therapy. It was just, it was a lot. 
And I remember being at the park one day and a woman asking me, what do I do for fun? Mm. And I just sat there Mm. and I didn't have an answer. I literally didn't have an answer. And I went home that night and I just lost it. I hid in my closets as we do as moms. Um, got to find closets. I do only <laughs> That's place right. for a long time. Yep. And that's when I realized like something, this isn't good. I've, I've completely lost myself. Um, I found myself at my phone all the time trying to, you know, work from anywhere, squeeze it in the small nooks and crannies of your life. You know, all the stuff that it has good intentions, but shows up really bad. And that's when it hit me like, Megan, you do this for a living why don't you take yourself on as a client Mm. and look at your life as you do with these companies and say, there's got to be better systems and processes. So that was, and I didn't know it at the time, but that was the, the start of creating this top program. And so over the next year, um, people in the direct sales company, other family members, they started noticing a big shift. They're like, you look so different. You seem so happy. You seem so relaxed yet. My business was growing faster than ever. And so people were asking, what are you doing? So I started being invited to speak at some local organizations. Um, I gave some talks in my direct sales company and it got to the point where I just said, this is what I want to do. I don't ever want a woman to be at a playground and not be able to answer the question. What do you do for fun? And I was like, I've got to package this thing up that I have built that is working and I've got to get it out to as many people as possible. And so that, that was it. I love <laughs> that. I feel like it took, you know, a little bit for you to realize it, but once you realized it, yeah. it was like a clear path, like, wow, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is how I'm supposed to help yeah. women. Oh, I love this story. This is amazing. So speaking of fun, a podcast episode of yours, I listened to that has truly made a big impact on me is talking about this topic of rest versus fun. And <laughs> I remember I was, I was, Actually, it was the day that I asked you, I'm like, okay, I have to have Megan on the podcast because this is, I love this topic, but I, uh, was getting ready. We were away for the weekend. We were attending a wedding and I was getting ready in the bathroom and, you know, I like to listen to podcasts while I get ready and stuff. I was like mid, mid makeup or mid hair, one of the two mid getting ready. I like stopped what I was doing and messaged you. I was like, I remember saying, I was like, I know it's a weekend. I remember getting that message. I know it's a weekend. Take your time getting back to me. And you were very gracious. And you said, yes, but I, the, the episode was like, okay. And then I think I even followed up and told you, I just lined up like three fun things. Yeah, you were like booking your fun trips. Yeah. I was like, I just booked a couple of fun things on my calendar. And I'm so excited. And I have you to thank for it because it was no hesitation. Yes, I'm in. Yes, I'm in because I need some more fun in my life. So will you tell us what is the difference between you are a very big proponent of scheduling rest and fun into your schedule, but will you tell us what is the difference between the two rest and fun? Yeah. And it was, it was one that snuck up on me. I didn't realize that I was missing that as well. I am a a huge podcast listener myself. And I had that aha moment when I was listening to another podcast and they were just having a jovial conversation about like, what do you do for fun? And like, what, what really hit me was this concept that was shared of, you know, the opposite of work is rest. And I think that's so obvious. And I see, I have a love hate relationship with this movement of everyone, you know, talking about, we need self-care. We need self-care because I think the word self-care is getting overused in ways I'm not comfortable with it being used, but this idea of, and I think what women are really trying to embrace is we need to have some rest, right? Or else we go 24 seven. 
but there's this subtle thing where the, the opposite of fun, when you looked it up was depression. Mm. And I heard that and like almost drove off the road. I was like, wow. And it really resonated for me because I would notice these tendencies. Like I'm very good at making sure I've planned in rest. I get lots of rest during the week. I get lots of downtime for me to refuel. It's, and it's not anything massive. It's I'm talking 20 minute windows where I know I need them to reset so I can be a pleasant person again. Mm-hmm. But I would notice these, um, this one particular trip that I take every year. It's our girls weekend. My one of my sisters and our best friend, we do it. But every single year, as I was like getting in my car to drive to it, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving skid marks to get the heck out of Dodge. And even my family's kind of like, you've been annoying for the week leading up to it. And I'm just, uh, and I could never figure out like, why am I that way before these trips? Well, that was the aha for me of that trip was fun. And I knew I needed that fun. But I was literally going, it's been 12 months since I had it because that was the last trip. And so I realized, because I thought, okay, if I plan in all this rest time, that's going to make me not feel that way. Well, no, that's not true because what I was missing was the fun. Yes, I was rested, but I was kind of sad or in some like depression sometimes can manifest itself as just irritable, Mm -hmm. which is more my world. And so I have now made a very conscious decision that every quarter, my personality and Megan needs to get away for two nights every quarter. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this now. And I tell you what, I I recently left for that same annual girls weekend trip. I left completely relaxed Mm -hmm. and happy for the first time, but it's because I have now very intentionally looking at my calendar and saying, okay, I have rest, but do I have fun? And what makes me sad is I will train on this with women and they'll say, well, what, what counts as fun? Mm -hmm. And that breaks my heart because to me, that was me that day at the playground saying, I don't know. And so it is simply this, what makes you laugh? Mm -hmm. What brings you joy? What puts you in those situations where like your stomach hurts (laughs) at the end or your face hurts because you've been smiling so much. Right. And that's going to look different for absolutely everybody. Um, for me, it is like the girls weekend where we just in our jammies, watching chick flicks, you know, whatever it may be, it is watching comedies. I love like Will Ferrell, a Will Ferrell movie for me is going <laughs> to do that. Yep. Um, family game nights, like those are just fun for us as a family. And so I think it's, you know, again, it doesn't have to be this you've spent a bazillion dollars or whatever, but what are those things that leave you feeling light and that make you laugh? And that's not the same as resting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think you mentioned in the, in your episode, it's something that you look forward to, you know, something yeah. that you, have to, you have to have something to look forward to. We all do. Right. And it's, it's when you have something fun to look forward to, you know, that you have that coming up where you're going to feel not only rested, but you're going to feel happy. And like you Juvenated said, yes, too. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it can be a productive work thing as well. It doesn't mean it has to be checked out. Like I loved, as I was coming home from that girls weekend, I'm like, okay, what, you know, what's my next thing. And I've got this trip in February. That's actually a work function with a, a program I'm in. It's a, you know, two and a half day business retreat. That's fun for me. That lights my fire. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Hey, I got that coming in February. I've already got, and I, when that's over, I'll have the next thing planned out that I'm looking forward to that doesn't, 
it helps keep you from just being in this rut of like, oh my God, will I, you know, is this it? (laughs) So how do you maintain, I know we've talked a little bit about scheduling in rest and fun and the difference between the two, but how do you maintain your work life harmony? What is your, like an overview, a broad overview of your weekly planning process? Yeah. And so the, the heart of it lives with my weekly planning process. Um, there's actually four levels of planning that I teach, but we start with the weekly planning process, because if we can't get you out of the weeds of the day-to-day grind of getting some efficiencies in place, getting some routines in place, it's a waste of time for you to be doing like goal setting and annual planning because you're not going to succeed with it until you can clean up your day-to-day life. So there is kind of, there's two flavors of my weekly planning process. There's a basic one, and then there's the advanced one that you work up to. Um, But the basic one, and honestly, even if people can just do the first two steps of the basic one, it already creates this big, oh, (laughs) kind of eye-opening. So the first step that I have, you know, and I do this every week when I sit down to create my weekly plan, the first thing that I do is plug in, what are all my current commitments for the week? Like things you are like this podcast, you know, we had already set this as a date to sit down and record it, but it's work and family. So, you know, what calls do you have? What meetings, what activities are you going to for your kids? What, you know, what do you have at home? All of that. And most people do this. And that's pretty common, but then it stops there. Mm -hmm. And then what most people do is then they go and say, okay, let me start creating this ridiculously long task list. And I'm just going to somehow get it done this week without any rhyme or reason to it. We never get it done. And then we feel like failures. So we're going to stop that. (laughs) And instead, after you've written in your commitments, the next step, and this is something unique to my planning system is acknowledging and actually putting on your calendar what I call unavailable time. And the unavailable time is time when you are awake, but you are, for lack of a better term, busy being busy. So what my, and this looks different for everybody. If you have young children, like for me, I am busy being busy from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. every morning. That is when I'm getting my child up. I'm packing lunch boxes. We're doing, you know, Uh, making breakfast, getting the dog out. Like I'm doing a lot of things, but none of those things live on a task list. So I'm not getting any of those things done. Um, Another one is, you know, uh, school pickup. So I have to leave my house at 1.40 every day. And from 1.40 until dinner time, a lot of things are happening. I'm still not really sure what it is. It's always kind of a (laughs) haze every day, but there's homework, there's projects, there's errands. Like I know it is not a time for me to honestly expect to get something done on my list. And so I, I tell people to go one step further and put that on your calendar, because if you don't visually see I'm busy being busy at this time, you may have two appointments. Like today, when I look at my calendar, I had three appointments. That is it. That equals two and a half hours of my life today. So I would go, Oh my gosh, I can get all the things done. Right. Well, then as soon as I added in my unavailable time, guess what? (laughs) I ended up with only two hours left to work with. So what looked like I had six hours of productive mode got whittled down to two. Mm -hmm. And so you you have to visualize, even if all you do is just go that one step further, because the whole point of everything behind my program is to get you recognizing and being realistic with how much time do you have to work with? So that two things happen. One, you don't overcommit yourself because when I see how little time I have, 
I am very cautious about what I say yes to. Um, And then the second reason why we want to do this is it helps us prioritize. So if I see I've only got two or two and a half hours today, guess what? I'm going to, that's going to light a fire under me, even if it's the stuff I don't want to do to make sure I'm getting the most important stuff done. Because if I had, if I thought I had, I got, I got all this time in the world, I'm going to go cherry pick off my list, right? The fun stuff, the things I like to do. And a lot of times those are not the most important things. Mm -hmm. And so this is why having that understanding of how much time do you have to work with? Um, And then particularly with direct sellers, when you recognize, like stop trying to work in every five minute block of time that you have. Because I guarantee you, you waste the first four minutes trying to figure out what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. am I supposed to follow back up with? Who said they needed information? And then and then we pull up, God bless us, social media. Well, now we're gone. Like yeah. there's the next two hours of our life and it's done. <laughs> it's far more efficient and effective for you to say, you know what? I'm going to step away from one to 5.30, but then at 5.30, I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes And I'm going to knock out all six of these things that I want to get done. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the first things that I did when I was kind of transforming my calendar was I work because I was still full-time in corporate. I had three pockets, two at 15 minutes, one at 30 minutes every day that was dedicated for my network marketing business. And that was it. But here's what was, so that was an hour. And that's when I was really actively trying to grow it. Um, so I had a 15 minute window in the morning. I did 15 minutes at lunch and then I did 30 minutes in the evening, but I had a set routine of what I did in the morning, what I did in the afternoon and what I did in the evening. Mm -hmm. And what was fascinating was my business started growing two to three times faster working on that rhythm than it was when I was probably in and out of it three to four hours a day in carpool line and the line at target and Hey, I'm cooking dinner, but I'm gonna try and hide my phone under here and see if I can't check in on something. And so getting really good boundaries on here is when I'm working and here is when I'm not, it just, and then you're, you're so much more relaxed, Mm. (laughs) but then you're, you're spending your time very wisely. I have 15 minutes. I'm going to do the 15 minutes of most important work. And then I'm going to get back out. Wow. This is very helpful. I know that I do that, that thing that you talked about where, oh yeah. Okay. So today, a general today, I'm going to work on this. And then I get to time to leave to go pick up the kids from school. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, didn't get hardly anything done on my list, but you know, because I didn't, I, I have a hard time being realistic with the time and maybe I'm not marking out the unavailable times. And so that's, that's a really good tip. Yeah. And it's also important. Like it shouldn't be work on my business. Mm, What are the specific activities that you are doing? And then as you're figuring those out, as you're creating those routines for yourself, time yourself the first couple of times. So, okay. Every time I sit down to plan my content for the week, I'm noticing it takes me about an hour and a half. Well, now, you know, moving forward. Okay. Where in my week am I, do I see I have an hour and a half and now guess what? Go put it as an appointment on your calendar. So Tuesday from nine to 1030, I'm going to map out my content. And so instead of working off of a task list, 
we actually start blocking off the specific activities and the set times that we're going to do them because that also helps us in the moment you know, also you have this great idea and you're like, oh, I got to go do it right now. Or if I don't do it now, I'm not going to get to it later. So when those things come to me, I can say, Megan, it's okay. Because, you know, in two days, you've got that hour blocked on your calendar. You're going to be able to go get that done. Mm-hmm. So then I don't feel so anxious in the moment because I know I've got the time reserved later to get it done. Yes. This is really helpful for me. <laughs> I'm sure people <laughs> listening are like, oh, wow, light bulbs are going off everywhere. I am sure. <laughs> All right. So of course the new year is coming up. It's right around the corner and I, which I can't believe it's crazy. It is crazy, but I mean, we don't have to wait until January 1st to start on our goals. Right. So what can we be doing now to prep for a new year, new goals, all those things that come with, and it, it, I do like the idea of a fresh, clean slate. Oh, everybody does. Who doesn't love that? But what I hate is that I feel like right after Thanksgiving, everyone just goes into that. Oh, I'll just wait till January yep. like mode, right. I'm like, that's like five to six precious weeks. Yes. That's a lot of time. You're right. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. waste it. Um, I would tell people and particularly, you know, the folks in, in the direct sales space now is the perfect time. If you feel like you are working all the time, um, and you really never get downtime, what I would focus the rest of the year on is two activities. First is, I I don't know about you, but I know when I first started, everyone kept saying, you know, set office hours, set your working hours. Well, I tried and it was really hard for me because every day was so different. I was like, I can't find a rhythm of every Monday here, every Tuesday there. But if you're struggling to find consistent work hours, instead say, what are my non-working hours? Because sometimes that's a lot easier to start with. And for me, it was recognizing I'm not working at night anymore. Mm. Um, I don't know anybody in the direct sales space who's literally saving lives. Like there isn't going to be a, a skincare, beauty, hair care, whatever it is, emergency at 10 p.m. at night that cannot wait. You, you might be changing lives, but you're not saving lives. <laughs> uh, and so recognizing when is it that you're just going to say, I don't work at these times anymore. And then actually go into your phone and set, you can actually put settings on that grays out the apps on your phone. Mm-hmm. So that way, if I need a reminder, Megan, you're not supposed to be working. If I go pick up my phone right now at eight o'clock at night, all my apps go gray. Wow. And so if I that pick it up, helpful. that's just my reminder of, nope, you're not yes. working. That is a good check and balance, you know, mm-hmm. okay. I'm not supposed and to. And then, you know, for those of you with teams, communicate that with your teams, guys, mm. I, I want, I'm having time for me, for my mm-hmm. family, for my, whatever. I want you to have it as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not working at these windows anymore. So if you reach out to me during that time, I'll get back to you when I'm, you know, when I'm back working again, and then guess what? Do it. Don't make the one exception of, oh, well, I'll just answer. Like you've got to, you've got to rip the bandaid off. So that would be the first place I would start. The second is as you're going about these last few weeks in the year here, start making a note of, um, kind of two or three buckets of tasks that you're doing to run and grow your business. Think about what are activities that actually do need to be done on the daily. So, you know, if you've got a large customer base, maybe you do need to be checking in, you know, customer support every day. Absolutely. 
versus what are activities where you can batch them up and say, I only need to do this once a week. And then what are the things I really only need to do once a month? And when you start and just start by writing down everything that you're doing, take like a week where you're writing down every single thing you've done for your business from social media to customer support, to maybe you do newsletters, to emails, to creating graphics, you know, listening to training, whatever, list everything that you do. And then when you're in a good place, take a fresh, clean set of eyes and say, how can I create these three buckets of daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks? And then this is going to set you up for great success in January. So that way, when you are ready to hopefully embrace some weekly planning, and I'll give you some good resources on how to help with that, um, you'll already be in place to say, okay, when I'm doing my weekly plan, I need to maybe allocate one hour a day for my daily tasks. And then each week I need to find, you know, an additional chunk of time for my weekly tasks. And you're going to plug those in and then the same for your monthly tasks. And all of a sudden, whether you realize it or not, you're starting to create some systems and processes for your business. And the more systematized it is, the more we can take a step back and have the time freedom, which is why we started the business in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. And I like what you said about, you have to stick with it. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the I mean, key. Got to, and like, for me, this was before like the pirate ship days and all that, where we could actually package and stuff from home, but it was simple as, you know what, I will go to the post office once a week and once a week only. I mean, I found myself going there like four times a week, <laughs> Megan. Well right. now with pirate ship, it's okay. I don't even have to go to the post office, but you know what? I'm only doing packaging twice a week guys. It's not the end of the world. If you don't mail out the sample, the exact 10 minutes, the person asked for it. If it's Monday and you do packaging and shipping on Wednesday, it can wait. I promise you, if you're not providing bad customer service, I would even tell people, tell you what I do my mailers on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So I'm going to plop yours in the mail then. And I've just set the expectation and the time freedom that comes back is immense. Yes. And I was just going to say it, but you said it, but you are, if you are letting people know the expectation, then nobody will blink at anything you say. Right. Yeah. Cause they know, they know you're not Amazon prime. So Mm -hmm. they they get that already. Yes. (laughs) Right. And they know that you are professional and you're taking it seriously and you have a, a business, you have business hours. Like you're more legit, I guess is the word, but you, you are taking this very seriously. And this is more, this is well, and it too. also subliminally is letting those people know like, Oh, okay. So this isn't consuming her life. Maybe I can do this too. If she's only sending mailings out on Wednesdays and so I could send out mailings only twice a week. So you're painting the picture of a desirable lifestyle to be a part of instead of painting the picture of someone who is in service to their phone 24 seven. Yes. Because like you said, we get in that trap of, I can work anywhere, but then that actually does turn people off anywhere Mm -hmm. and everywhere. Cause we don't want to work all the time. time. (laughs) No, that is the, the opposite of what we want to do with our businesses for sure. 
All right. So Megan, this has been so fabulous. It's been very valuable information and very helpful. And I can't wait to hear what everybody has to say about the episode. I know there's going to be a huge buzz, but will you let us know uh, how we can get in touch with you? If people want to learn anything you have coming up, maybe. Yeah, no, I've got, I kick, I have one every January. Cause I'm like, it's everyone's looking for a fresh start. Right. Um, and it's totally free. So it is my signature top boot camp. It is amazing, but because I'm a time management coach, guys, I'm not going to take hours of your life. So it is a five day, 30 minutes a day. That's it. And you are going to learn the foundations of weekly planning. You're going to learn what the inputs are that you need for that. And you're actually going to see a demo of the weekly planning process by the end of it. And the good news is you can catch the replay. So, um, I've got all the information at the top bootcamp.com. Uh, and if depending upon when this comes out, it may be hey, sign up to get on the wait list, or it may just be signing up and going straight in there. So I typically kind of open it up about two weeks early, but if you sign up for the wait list, you'll get the email as soon as like, go ahead and grab your spot. And I run it on Facebook. Uh, so I've, I've got some resources if you're not a Facebook person as well, but it is a jam packed (laughs) 30 minutes a day for five days. And it will, you will be able to take everything we talked about here, like this idea of those daily, weekly, monthly, and see how to actually inject that into a weekly planning process. Yes. How exciting. I love that. It's at the beginning of the year. Like you said, we don't have to wait till then, but there is just something about January 1st that just gets everybody so excited. I know. And it was hard (laughs) because like, I wanted to do it right away, but with the weird holiday, I'm like, most people don't have kids going back to school till like the six or the fourth. So we're going to be kicking it off that following week, January 10th, where we know everybody's kind of back to their regular work, school, whatever jive so that we can actually sit down and, and spend this time together. I love that. I think I did hear somewhere that the first Monday in January is usually the the most depressing day or something like that, because people are kind of like, oh, kids are back in school. And it's like, oh, so this will be a great way <laughs> to inject some fun and excitement yes. into our Januaries and get us ready for the first quarter of 2022. So crazy. Yes. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, where else can we find you? If we would like to, if people I like am to easy you? to find, cause I'm Megan Sumrall everywhere. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram there. You can find me on Facebook there as well. And then my podcast is called work life harmony. And that's out on all the podcast platforms as well. Yes. And I will be sure to link the episode that I mentioned earlier today in the oh, show great. notes. Yes. So that I'll put a direct link to that. I'll put a link to the show. I'll put all of her I'll put our Instagram handle, Facebook. I'll put it off. Yeah. Come find me on the gram. I have fun out there. Yes, you do. And you are, I love following your stories. It's so fun. We see a peek into your life, which is so fun. And you're driving. If you you want the real, like uh, that's uh, my stories is where I'm, I'm just probably the most authentically me everywhere. So you get to see my crazy dog and all the shenanigans that go on over here. So wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for sharing your advice and your expertise on this topic of time management today. Thank you again for being on the show. Yes. Thank you. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing, 
If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.